Hello, I'm Russell Shaw, a Senior Market Specialist at FXM. Welcome to FXM Market Talk, your trading and finance podcast. Since 1999, FXM has provided global traders access to the world's largest and most liquid markets. Keep listening to get our quality market commentary and analysis. Hello everyone and welcome to FXM Market Talk, your trading and finance podcast. Thank you very much for joining. Today is Monday, it's the 28th of February, last day of February. We've got a jam-packed podcast today. I'm going to bring in Nick in a moment, but before we do that, just want to remind everyone that this is a general commentary only. Please um, don't take this as advice, and I encourage you to listen all the way to the end where we have our regional disclaimers. My name is Russell Shaw. I'm a senior market specialist at FXM. I'm going to bring Nick Taburis in. Nick is my colleague. He is also a senior market specialist. Nick, you there? Hi, Russell. Hello to our uh, audience. How are you? I am very well, Nick. It is certainly, um, it's an interesting market. Um, I think there is a certain, um, a cer- certain uh, sadness in all our hearts as uh, this conflict geopolitical crisis unfolds. How are you doing um, your side? All good on my side too. Obviously, our hearts and um, thoughts go to uh, those who are affected by those uh, developments um, on the geopolitical front uh, that we're also going to to discuss. Yeah, and uh, obviously we monitor the situation as well. Yeah, so I think it's fair to say um, if we um, make make references, um, you know, we're putting the humanitarian crisis whilst in our thoughts. We will put that to the side for the time being. We want to talk about uh, how this is affecting the markets and the economics behind that. And as Nick said, um, our hearts are really, uh, you know, um, sore, and we are um, really thinking about uh, the people of Ukraine. Uh, Nick, let's start off there. Let's start off with the uh, Russian invasion of Ukraine. Uh, it rattled the markets last week. Um, what were you? What were your thoughts and what are you looking at? Yes, so um, the news uh, have created lots of volatility, obviously in general risk aversion, but we have also seen uh, some uh, risk on mood as well on certain days, like for instance um, on Friday, but overall uh, safe havens um, did well. Mm-hmm. Um, oil uh, also... Uh, Rose, US oil hit $100, uh, $100 yeah. um, and UK oil, of course. Uh, and um, in general, I think that uh, there are a lot to to unpack there, right? On what's going on. Yeah, I, I don't so, think we'll be able to address everything, but we'll address yeah. what, 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 we, what we think is the most important. I mean, from, from just to perhaps start us off, um, I think the market regarded the sanctions as fairly underwhelming come. Friday, that changed yeah. over over the weekend. Uh, what's your thoughts there? Yeah, so as you said, um, sanctions have, for the most part, the first waves, let's say, of sanctions have been underwhelming. But over the weekend, we saw some uh, measures that, let's say, had more teeth um, uh, in them and they can bite. 
uh, obviously, I think the most important is um, the fact that uh, certain Russian banks will be uh, excluded from the SWIFT um, payment uh, system, the international payment system. Mm -hmm. uh, again, we don't have more details, but that's obviously something that uh, is, uh, let's say, uh, quite meaty. Yeah, uh, if I may say that, and obviously we saw some sanctions on the uh, Russian Central Bank uh, as well. This would be for me the two highlights. Uh, what we haven't seen yet is um, any ban on like Russian oil or Russian gas. Uh, Europe is still getting um, uh, getting that, although um, Germany did uh, freeze the Nord Stream pipeline. Uh, what are your thoughts there? I think that um, you're quite right. So we know that um, some um, Russian banks have been excluded from SWIFT. I I'd like to get more news around that to see exactly the details um, around the that exclusion. I think the sanctions on the central uh, on the central bank is is huge. That's a um, that's a, a, a big uh, move in terms of the sanctions. Um, as far as I am aware, the only other central banks that have been sanctioned uh, would be uh, those from North Korea, Venezuela, Iran, and now, of course, um, now the Russian uh, central bank is on that uh, exclusive list, so to speak. But um, it's uh, effectively uh, making it very difficult to defend the ruble, isn't it? Yeah, uh, although. It may also have uh, those sanctions. I'm moving for me. I don't know. I don't stand that much on the central bank of Russia. I don't know. Obviously, there is a huge impact on Russian markets and um, mm -hmm. on the Russian ruble. But in terms of uh, financial impact, uh, Russia is more important in the aspect of commodities. So for me, that was the the main focal uh, point actually. So, so the um, exclusion of banks on SWIFT, although there's yeah. not a direct um, sanction on Russian commodity exports, um, the SWIFT um, sanction, that's going to impact on the exports. Um, your yeah. thoughts there? Yeah, but again, without noting, knowing too much details, but looking at uh, this uh, measure and other measures that have been taken, there are going to be some uh, issues uh, around that front, the commodities front, and the, the payment for uh, for um, commodities. So yeah, I do think that this will uh, have some impact. Although we see that uh, Western countries are um, are not moving in more aggressively because obviously they are going to hurt too. Uh, Europe, yeah. uh, Germany are going to hurt a lot. Biden, Biden also in the United States, President Biden has uh, problems uh, with uh, high prices. We've seen him releasing uh, reserves. We've seen him um, uh, getting hit from uh, high inflation in the United States, which of course which of course also drive, uh, drives the Fed and we'll get into the Fed a little bit uh, later down the, the yeah, podcast, absolutely. right? Yeah, absolutely. I think your points there are um, absolutely uh, first class. The, the um, you know, what, what, without sort of um, in, inferring any sort of conspiracy theory in terms of, of, of the timing of this invasion, it's come when the world can't really um, limit the exports of, of Russia 
because of the uh, rampant inflation. Uh, just something perhaps to think about. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I assume it is prob probably it was one part of the of uh, Putin's calculation. I can imagine um, on the on the on, say, as far as the, the timing is uh, concerned. So uh, yeah, it could probably okay. be uh, uh, one factor there. Yeah, and I'll just say that, of course, um, supply-side inflation is so much more difficult uh, to control than demand-side inflation. Any policymaker's nightmare. So uh, uh, just to kind of add uh, fuel to the so-called uh, theory. Um, yeah, you're spot on there, yeah. yeah Nick, uh, just to, uh, if we move more into business and business investment in, um, in Russia itself, there are ramifications, aren't there? Yeah, obviously. I mean, there are many um, big firms um, that uh, have exposure there. Uh, obviously, we saw um, today news around BP, right? They're looking to uh, exit their um, uh, the, the energy giant. They're looking to exit their nearly 20% stake um, on uh, Russian uh, Rosneft. Uh, obviously, that is going to have some cause. They have a press release out today on that. Um, and we're going to have to see uh, how this will uh, affect uh, not BP and its uh, company separately only, but how it will uh, play out uh, in the broader uh, market, in the broader economy. Yeah, and I think it's a, it's a real statement by a... Um, by BP, and one would have to think, well, um, which other companies are going to look to divest? Um, and um, that in of itself is going to be a very interesting um, part of how this all plays out. Um, Nick, in terms of the oil disruptions, um, you think that, uh, so we at $100 a barrel, uh, any thoughts around that? Yeah, I think it was to be expected. Obviously, uh, disruptions are are probably part of the game. Um, and uh, again, this is a situation that we'll need to to monitor. Obviously, where there there were such geopolitical um, tensions, there is risk. There is a risk of uh, significant disruption disruptions, and the fear of that uh, also um, has impact. On uh, on prices, even if there there are no disruptions after all, so, markets do price them in, <laughs> in a sense, right? Yeah. So so OPEC is meeting on 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 Wednesday. Uh, any chance of relief? Yeah. So OPEC uh, and allies, which include uh, which includes Russia, uh, they have been adding oil to to the market on a monthly basis. They meet on a monthly basis. Uh, from what we see, it will be hard to change their policy, they're expected to add another 500k barrels uh, per day in April. Uh, of course, we're going to have to see what they're going to end up deciding. Uh, but probably it's what they're going to do after that. Uh, what's most important, I don't know if you have any other insights. Uh, well, I just want to, just want to uh, um, confirm. So we're basically looking at a, at a tight market uh, in the immediate term. Uh, it's unlikely we're going to get Excuse me. It's unlikely we're going to get any respite uh, this week. Yeah, and we've seen that uh, OPEC being resistant to to let's say giving out more oil. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
so the, the OPEC meetings on Wednesday, but of course it's not the um, only big calendar event. Um, we're going to have the Fed chair, um, Jerome Powell. He's going to be testifying in front of the House Financial Services Committee. That, I believe, is on Wednesday. The Senate Banking Committee on Thursday. Uh, what are your thoughts there, Nick? Yeah, so we haven't heard from him in a while. So it will be interesting to see uh, how he responds uh, to the questions. I imagine um, he might get some questions around Ukraine, uh, mm -hmm. but uh, I, I imagine also that inflation is probably going to be <laughs> the biggest uh, item on the menu uh, and uh, lawmakers are, are probably going to uh, grill him on that. So we will uh, going to have to see uh, how he responds to that and, he, and if he gives anything more um, a few weeks ahead of uh the fed's monetary policy meeting which is mid-march and um the fed itself has hinted uh towards a liftoff uh yeah. Yeah. in that uh meeting is there anything particular you're looking and what market impact may be well i would be interested just to hear um the number one the tone of um of his response in terms of the geopolitical conflict I know that um, some market participants were talking about a 50 basis point um, hike just to start off the cycle. I think that's comfortably off the table now. I think um, we're looking at 25 basis points. Um, but these, um, these testimonies, they always um, seem to be accompanied by volatility. And I think that's something that we should just mention. Um, if any of our listeners are going to be trading over the... Um, the um, testimony by the Fed Chair, uh, there would be volatility there. Um, would you expect that? Yeah, obviously, you know, it may end up being a boring affair, no one knows, but looking at previous such testimonies, we have seen market moving news like um, late November and the mm. uh, transitory um, uh, statement uh, and all that. And obviously, again, we also said a little bit earlier, but We've seen high volatility and two-way action in markets uh, in general over the last period, mostly due to um, the Ukraine situation. Uh, so that's definitely a factor not only uh, around uh, Powell, but in general uh, as a market uh, monitor, or markets monitor and investors monitor all news um, out there. And yes, we had seen aggressive pricing around the Fed. We, this sort of has deflated. Uh, the markets were heavily pricing in a, a 50 BPS uh, rate hike. Some, mm -hmm. uh, some of the more hawkish members have repeatedly called it for, called for such. Um, uh, but others have been more, um, uh, more tame, let's say, about it. Uh, and... Uh, these expectations have uh, have deflated. Of course, we still have a few weeks uh, until then. So we're gonna monitor uh, all action around that to to get a better sense of uh, where we're going with it. Yeah, exactly. And if this week wasn't hard enough uh, in terms of analysis, we've got non-farm payroll Friday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, any thoughts around that? Yeah. So for me, obviously. You know, the, the employment situation is uh, not an afterthought, but it's not uh, the Fed's main concern uh, over the last few months. Mm. It's inflation. But still, 
uh, we had seen some disappointments um, previously from the labor market, uh, but we've seen some good numbers uh, more recently, and especially uh, the last one, which are supportive of this uh, tightening uh, path uh, of, of the Fed. Of course, NFPs are always NFPs, and there are other components uh, in the release, like, like wage inflation, right? Yeah, yeah. So probably going to get some moder. I would expect some moderation in the wage inflation and and perhaps the non-farm payroll itself. Well, the consensus is to be slightly uh, down from previous. But uh, when I say moderation, uh, we're coming um, off a huge number last month. So the um, th there's no reason um, there's no reason here to uh, suggest uh, anything but a support of the um, of the liftoff from the fed and these are the main uh, let's say releases and, and events but there are perhaps but there are quite some more out there right like uh, the reserve bank of australia uh, on tuesday uh, now last time around uh, Policymakers there um, concluded a, a QE. They announced the conclusion of the QE, which happened earlier this uh, this month. Rates are not expected to uh, get increased. They're at 0.1 percent, and we also uh, have the Bank of uh, of Canada. Mm -hmm. and maybe a more interesting one, uh, a more interesting meeting uh, from the Bank of Canada. Yeah, so that's also on Wednesday, um, and the market's expectations there for a 25 basis point increase, so from 25 to 50. Yeah, that's, we see some forecasts for that, and again, um, the Bank of England have been uh, quite hawkish. They had concluded their asset purchase program last year. They had hinted at rate hikes, but they haven't done it so far, and it looks like until based uh, on what we see on the economic calendars that... Uh, now, um, just want to double check. Uh, lift off. You said you said Bank of England. Uh, you're referring to Bank of Canada, right? Sorry, Bank of Canada. Bank okay. of Canada. Yeah. yeah. Don't get me started on Bank of England. <laughs> 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 but but we will get uh, to hear uh, from them too in in March. But yeah, yeah we're talking yeah. about Bank of Canada now. Sorry. Okay. Um, and just uh, because it's been such a you know the the, the news here um, has been immense. Uh, we, ha we haven't had time to cover anything. It, uh, anything else just you want to mention there with the, regards to the calendar that the listeners Yeah, there are, some, yeah? there are some few other uh, items there, like PMIs. Uh, we have uh, preliminary inflation from, from Eurozone. Uh, the final CPI from for January was 5.1%, an increase from 5% previews now we're looking at the flash the flash data the preliminary data uh and we also uh um have um a few more items there like uh factory orders from the us but they're probably gonna be on the sidelines uh given all that's going on absolutely it's a very interesting uh week uh nick and um i think you and i are both going to be uh, watching it with absolute interest you know i'll talk during the week and then i hoping next monday we'll get together and we'll be able just to uh, debrief what's been happening this week definitely
Absolutely. Thank you very much for joining uh, today, Nick. Uh, really appreciate it. Always insightful. And um, I just want to remind our listeners, if they can just listen all the way to the end, we're going to have our regional disclaimers up next. The FXCM Group of Companies, collectively the FXM Group, is a leading provider of online foreign exchange, forex trading, CFD trading and related services. FXCM Limited, www.fxcm.com forward slash UK. CFDs are complex instruments and come with a high risk of losing money rapidly due to leverage. 63% of retail investor accounts lose money when trading CFDs with this provider. You should consider whether you understand how CFDs work and whether you can afford to take the high risk of losing your money. FXCM AU, you can sustain a total loss of deposits. FXM AU AFSL 309763. Please read the Financial Services Guide, Product Disclosure Statement and Terms of Business at www.fxm.com forward slash AU. FXM Markets www.fxm.com forward slash markets. Losses can exceed deposits.